This week's guest on the show is Teddy Martinez, who is currently bartending in Long Beach, California. Originally born in Manila in the Philippines, Teddy moved to the United States when he was three and grew up in Los Angeles, where the diverse culture had a strong influence on his personality as well as his cocktail style. We talk with Teddy about tequila and the many nuances of the spirit, getting through the lockdown by starting a bottled cocktail home delivery service, and how the strength and relevance of his online presence had a very positive effect on his side hustle. And finally, we also talk about the scene in Los Angeles and surrounding areas. Teddy's a great guest, and it's a fun conversation that you'll definitely enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Industry Podcast. My name is Kip. With me is Dan. What is happening with you? Well, not too much. Just hanging out. Uh, not surprisingly, being awesome as always. Mm-hmm. You? Mm-hmm. How are you installed new sink over the weekend? That's pretty exciting news. Yeah, I really <laughs> had that really exciting time of my life, eh? <laughs> Yeah, I painted some drywall and put in a sink. Yeah, well, that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah ladies, I'm available. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. How, how are things with you at the bar this weekend? Yeah, it's good. You know, we're getting out of November, moving into December. Lots of parties booked at the two spots. So that brings with it lots of guaranteed money, but also lots of guaranteed headaches. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah I'm a little... Uh, brain dead from trying to book the two at the same time i keep getting them mixed up so hopefully oh, i don't uh, show up with the wrong party at the wrong bar <laughs> fuck i i didn't realize i didn't quite have the mental capacity to own two bars until i started doing <laughs> oh, i've been telling you that for a long fucking time so i don't know what the... <laughs> i know all i had to do is listen uh, all right we have a great guest as usual on the podcast teddy martinez is going to be joining us in just a brief moment before we get to him we should mention that if you want to be on the show and you are in the service industry, you should DM us at the Industry Podcast or send us an email at info at the Industry Podcast dot club. And we'll get you uh, we'll get you booked. We're, we're booking into late February now. We're very blessed with all Ooh. the people who have reached out. So but hit us up. Perfect. Yeah. Make sure you check out the archives for all the old shows. This is episode number 88. So we got 87 88. previous episodes where you can uh, listen to us drink. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And, and especially on the early ones. Oh, Jesus Christ, yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe skip episodes 1 to 10. Uh, <laughs> maybe 1 to 30, maybe. <laughs> also, we should say, if you want like the show and you want to support it, the best way to do that is to subscribe, rate, leave us a nice five-star review. really helps us out a lot. And as always, a big shout-out to... Zach Hanna from at Zach Hanna Design for the artwork he does for us. He's, he's fantastic. A, he's got a new website now. Is that right? I didn't yeah, even know. Yeah, ZachHanna.com. So you can check out all the stuff there. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Oh, great. All right. Well, shout out to Zach. And uh, without further ado, let's get to our guest tonight. This is Teddy Martinez from Long Beach, California. How are you doing, Teddy? I am great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks yeah, for, thanks for doing it. Yeah. Yeah, talk to us. I, I don't. I know legitimately nothing about Long Beach. <laughs> what's, what's the scene like there? Well, I I live in Glendora. I grew up okay. in yeah L.A. County. Pretty much, mm. pretty much my entire life. I came from the Philippines when I was three, and so yeah, I've pretty much been here ever since then. Long Beach has changed a lot because I used to <laughs> I used to party there in my formidable youth <laughs> about. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm 35 now, so I was like 24, 23, early 20s. It's changed a lot. It's really gentrified, fortunately and unfortunately. Mm. Um, there's always that dichotomy, with, you know, when that stuff happens. Um, right. So we less are, crime, Less crime, yeah, but also less character? Yeah, less crime, less <laughs> character. But then, you know, with the homeless situation now, like L.A. is kind of a shit show. So it's like, right. so it's kind of like reverting 
back to that. You have more like petty crimes and stuff and uh-huh. unfortunately, you know, you know, shit like that. So, but Long Beach is cool. Um, we're right down the streets from Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. If everyone knows what that is, it's a famous LA spot that serves, you guessed it, chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I've been at Mescalero about just over a year. And um, we obviously, by the name, we specialize in agave spirits, mainly mezcal and tequila and satol. Yes, we do have a full bar, contrary to popular. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that because so what I have two bars. One's a rum bar, one's a wine bar, and people are always yeah. coming in and they're just like, "Can I get like a vodka?" So I'm like, "Of course, we're still a yeah. fucking bar." <laughs> yeah. yeah, like no, yeah. we still we still have stuff, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's a full bar. Yeah, you know, which which is. Better than the question of, you know, do you guys have any tequila, which is an amazing question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) So that's always fun to answer. And so, yeah. So, yeah, I've been in the industry. I'm a baby. I've only been there for three years. Yeah. So, how did you get into the industry? Let's talk about that. Uh, Yeah. So, I started making drinks five or six years ago just because I was like, I was just curious about it and I knew knew nothing about, you know, cocktails other than the ones that I liked at the time, which was limited to like, you know, an old fashioned or classic daiquiri. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I just started diving in. And then because I was I was coaching CrossFit at the time and weightlifting and powerlifting. And I've been doing martial arts for a while. So like I was kind of in that whole, you know, fitness industry and all that stuff. So yeah, one of my friends who actually owns a gastropub next to my house was like, hey, like, I see you're like doing parties now because I, I started doing parties, first of all, for first off, just for free, just because I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be that, that guy at the party, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I just kind of make it for your friends and yeah. Yeah, just like practicing and, you know, reading what I could and, you know, finding out about, you know, like milk and honey and all those places and, you know, pie up the pie gal club and all that stuff. So it, it was, it was a process and just like learning everything. And then my friends like, Hey, you want to head up our cocktail program? Not knowing what the fuck I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I was like, you know, it's, it's good to have friends. that believe in you, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, sure. Fuck it. I'll try it. And, you know, kind of went head first and just learned a lot in a very short amount of time. Yeah. So was that a little intimidating though? Like you, I mean, I, you've been just, you go from like making drinks for your friends at parties to like, boom, I'm heading up a cocktail program at a bar. Yeah. It was like, you know, it, it was, a, you know, it was a small gastropub. It was like a 70 seater, but like right. when that but place still, was, yeah. yeah, when that place was humming, we had like, you know, over a hundred people in there, you know, don't tell the, <laughs> don't tell yeah, the yeah, fire yeah, department, exactly. but, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, standing room only, but yeah, it was just like, like my first day was the anniversary. So right. <laughs> yeah. So imagine we, so it was obviously it's a gastropub. So we're known for craft beer. So we have like a line out the door, like 20 taps going like this, all this amazing, like barrel aged stouts, like high percentage, like 15, 17% stouts, freaking hazy IPAs, just all this special stuff. And then there's me like making cocktails in the middle of it. <laughs> just like with people just like, just, running around me and me just trying to like navigate the whole thing so like um, sorry to interrupt you but like uh, just had a couple questions but like so did you come with your own cocktail list right away or were you working off something they already had so they were like just do tiki drinks because oh, okay. that's the tiki is the theme of it and we know gotcha. you like and tiki is what kind of got me into it in the first place um so i was like all right so i think i had like five or six cocktails on the menu something like that okay and like, are yeah. people ordering a bunch of cocktails at a gastropub or is it still mostly beer? 
that day it was I had a I, I made I made a good amount of cocktails that day. But yeah, from then on it was like mostly beer. Hmm. And so they were like, so we're trying the cocktail program, and then it, they're like, all right, we have to train you as a server too to justify uh, to justify bringing you on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was like, all right, cool, like yeah, no problem, like yeah, like whatever needs to be done. So like, and the great thing about that place was you're the server, you're the busser, you're the bar back, you're the everything. Mm-hmm. And so I learned I learned a lot of shit really quickly. And, um, and which was great, you know, for a small place that, you know, did a pretty high volume on a busy night. I was just, you know, it was a lot to learn and it was a lot of fun too. Like my coworkers are great. So I was like, yeah, it was a great learning experience for sure. So how do you, um, sort of, you know, in an environment like that, how do you sort of bring your list to the forefront and start getting people more invested in drinking cocktails than just coming for like craft beer? You just give them the menu, explain it. Tell them what what they're about. Hand out samples. Literally, do anything you can. Hand out samples. That's a good yeah. idea, though, right? Yeah. Like honestly, yeah. someone someone orders a beer and you're just like, "Well, you should try this too," type thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, hey, so like I we I did a frozen cocktail program for the summer, and I was just like, just hand out samples to like we'll just mm. we'll just fucking hand them out and like mm. it, you know it worked and it was great. Yeah. You know, we sold a lot of frosé that month. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, one thing I've learned in thirty years in the business, people love free shit. <laughs> But it is honestly like I, I've used that tactic in like every bar I've ever um, been a part of. And like even now, like so my wine bar is relatively new. You want somebody to order like your feature wine that week? Just give them yeah. a little taste. Yeah. yeah, get, yeah. Give them a- what, what are they going to say? They hate it? No. Yeah, exactly. Especially, you know, it's like, it's, like, yeah. it's like you're selling it to them. They're going to believe you in the first place. Like, right. well, if, if they like it, I'm going to like it. Yeah. Do you find that that's true? Like that the guests kind of want you in many ways to tell them what they want? Yes. A lot. Yeah. Especially especially at Mescaleto. Especially with like Mescal and tequila. Mm-hmm. Like people know tequila. They don't know Mescal all that much. And even the people that think they know tequila really don't know tequila. Yeah. And so you know, they're like, who do you have any Don Julio? I'm like, no, we don't care that. We don't care that bullshit here. It's like, <laughs> sorry to any Don Julio reps out there, but sorry, it's like we don't, you know, we don't care anything with additives in our in our tequila. So, so sorry, just to, to get it on the right path here. So you started the Gastro Pub. Now you're working at this spot. Was there anywhere in between? Yeah. So I yep. worked at the Gastro Pub. The Gastro Pub was also owned by the same owners as a brewery. So I would I'd spend time back and forth and the brewery was just like easy money that's where i learned a lot more about i like craft beer already but then i learned a lot more about craft beer obviously just working sure and then yeah and then i left there and then i just i went to this little like italian place on hollywood and vine don't ever work there (laughs) (laughs) don't ever work on hollywood don't ever work on hollywood and Vine. like god bless the people that do but why what what, tell explain why that's where you i don't know what it is of Actually, I know exactly what it is about because it's like it's it's Hollywood and Vine, so all the tourists just go. Poof. Oh, so like, okay. You know, like Katsuya is right there. That's the spot where like everyone in the mid two thousands was like snapping paparazzi pics. That's like where Paris Hilton was coming out, like right. back in those days. So okay, okay. Every, everyone goes to Katsuya, and then yep. I was at this little Italian place called Soprano, which was brand new. Well, not just a brand new concept. It was the, the it was formerly a pub owned by the same restaurant group, so they just transformed it. So I was there for like four months, and then the pandemic hit, mm. and then and so, and yeah. we were one yeah. And before everything, we we're one of the first places to close down because we were taking traffic from the Pantages, the theater right next to us. 
Oh, Pantages, yeah. That's, yeah, okay. so yeah. so we were getting there before crowd, like, because we would do, the busiest night I ever had, we had like 150, 175 covers in two hours. Oh, I, had a, I had a full 22-seat bar, just me, doing service and bar <laughs> top. Best thing about it, I'd have no idea there was a show that night. So I was like, God, like, where did all these people come from? Like, <laughs> I was like, wow, we really did well on Instagram this week. Like, how, many, like, how many impressions did we get? Like, holy shit. And so, so I was just, I was just, I just had to run it. I had no choice but to, you know, fucking run it. And yeah, you know, sometimes you just got to put yeah. your head down and yeah, I was get just through like, it. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be longest shortest two and a half hours of your life so just yeah. fucking just that's, just go oh yeah. that's well put that's exactly how you say it. it's the longest yeah. and shortest at the same time it could be <laughs> yeah. over in no time but it feels like it lasted a week yeah i was just <laughs> yeah at the end i was just like whoa i was like what? i turned my manager's like what was that they're like oh there's a show tonight i was like oh fuck me for knowing i was like <laughs> i'm glad i didn't know before and or else i probably would have been more panicked yeah yeah so no so, it's kind of good that yeah. way when you get yeah. surprised sometimes because you, you have nothing to do except just do it, right? Yeah, exactly. I was like, well, I guess I'm. I guess we're all filled up now. I have nothing better to do, so, <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's fucking do it. Yeah. Uh, so then, when do you get to the mezcal spot after the post pandemic, or well, we're not yeah, we're just, not the word post pandemic, but I do know I that know, like right. California came back a lot quicker than some other places because you guys kind of fucking did the pandemic right, right from the jump, right? Yeah. So we kind of did it right. We're kind of doing it wrong now it's kind of weird i don't know it's like anyway that's a whole other conversation so <laughs> so um yeah right after around june when we started opening back up that's when yeah they just posted on their instagram so it's it's a it's a two-story kind of deal the there's a restaurant called padre on the bottom and then we're mescaleto on the top floor okay. so sa same group two different concepts in the same building i thought i was getting hired for padre and then when they, when the hiring person, you know, emailed me or texted me back, they're like, oh, welcome to Mescaleto. So I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Because yeah. I already, because we have two locations. I'll go to the one in downtown LA. I know about the one in Long Beach. I just never went. So I was like, oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to learn a shitload of, about agave. And yeah. that's, exa that's exactly what I've been doing the last over a year. So nice. yeah. And so are you in charge of putting any cocktails on the list? Like what, like, are you making drinks there? Yeah, so I had a couple specials. Um, right now we're kind of like tr trying to transition into like a winter menu, which is kind of late, but we're doing it. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're all, to everybody's always a little bit late, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, we're, uh, was, uh, every now and then I would see a viral post like, "Oh, our new autumn menu dropping soon." And it's like late August. I'm like, Fuck you guys, Fuck <laughs> yeah, you guys. Like, yeah. What do you wait? Ooh. What do you what do you want? Top of shit? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're fucking R and D in July, right? Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm like, how's anyone that organized? I wish I need to hire better. How is anyone that organized? What are you guys exactly. doing over here? Uh, but that's cool because, like, so mezcal obviously has made like a giant push lately as like sort of the it spirit for cocktails i think um at least it has in canada probably a little bit yeah before that yeah. even out where you are so yeah. tell me what you love about mezcal tell me some of your favorites and uh why you think they are great in cocktails i got into mezcal about probably around the same time i started making cocktails about five years ago i did a tasting 
my friend who owned the restaurant at the time, um, he just invited me. I, w- I wasn't even working for them yet. He was like, Hey, you want to go to a mezcal tasting? I was like, sure. Like mm-hmm. I knew about mezcal, but I knew about shitty mezcal, right. you know, the, st- the stuff with the scorpion that you find <laughs> yeah. in, T- in TJ, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, your yeah. Mom, yeah, your mom points at it and it's like, never drink that. But like, I want to, <laughs> it's got a scorpion in it, mom. Like, come on. <laughs> and so and so, yeah, El Silencio was my first intro into Mezcal. And then, yeah, it works. Yeah. And then from then on, it was just kind of like, you know, just trying to find out as much as I could about the spirit. And yeah, it's been a learning experience ever since. I really like it in cocktails. It's just, you know, with tequila, you know what you're getting, right? Mm-hmm. It's 100% blue agave. It's good. You know, you'll have your certain flavor characteristics when it's depending on where it's distilled whether it's the highlands of jalisco or the lowlands of jalisco um, but for the most part you kind of know like what's what's going to happen mm-hmm. um, mezcal is unique in the sense where it's just every bottle is different because everything is there's nothing's really commercialized right now as far as like pr- production wise mm-hmm. you know like the big tequila brands are like you know they have their whole their whole operation down pat but right now it's still very very artisanal it's wild. And, uh, it's a little bit wild west too, right? Because yeah, there's, it, yeah. There's no yeah. real rules about making mezcal as opposed yeah. to like making tequila. Yeah, like the only rules are just like it has to be in one of the nine places of origin, mm-hmm. and it has to be from agave. That's right. pretty much like the gist of it. I'm probably missing some key points there, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, but tequila has yeah, to yeah. come from the region of tequila. It has to be blue agave. It has yeah, to be yeah, like yeah. yeah, like there's a lot more going on with the rules for tequila than there are. Mezcal is definitely more like the wild west of that sort of spirit making. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And and that's and that's why it's still cool. Like every bottle is so unique, even if it comes from the same distiller, every bottle is just so different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I usually use like Espadines and cocktails, you know, stuff like Illegal. We have what do we use? We use La Luna at our at our place. Uh it's an ensemble, which is a blend of a couple of different types of agave. Yeah, and it's just there's just so many different types of agave out there. Mezcal is made from about 80 of them, um, I think, give or take a few. But yeah, it's about 80 of them that are actually like grown for mezcal and actually distilled for mezcal. Um, and they take a long time to mature. It's like between eight to about 20 years for a single agave plant. Mm-hmm. And some of them don't even get that big. Um, some of them are just over the size of maybe like a couple of basketballs. So it's it's really really unique in that sense, right? And then then now we have like, one of the big problems now is like oh, so so many celebrities have decided to branch out of their own tequila brand or whatever, right? So yeah, they're, like they're chopping down some of these agave plants before they're fully matured. Just yeah, exactly. And, and now there's all of a sudden agave shortage, and that's just not just for mezcal, but for tequila as well. Like it's it's become i don't know about what the scene is in in la but like here in canada it's almost impossible to get tequila right now yeah it's it's re- it's really hard uh sometimes our well tequila that we use isn't available yeah so it's like i don't know if that's a supply issue or or whatever but it's like well supply chain is yeah, the word supply the chain <laughs> yeah really and like yeah. is this a supply chain or is it the agave and like maybe yeah. it's both but yeah. yeah yeah like you said you're absolutely right like they take immature pinas chop them up you know distill them and it just it fucks up the environment and it's hard for the peanut it's hard for the agave to regrow when there's Mm -hmm. nothing to regrow from because everything's gone it's like a barren wasteland right you know so a lot of people luckily a lot of tequila brands now are just kind of going back to fuck it let's just wait it out you know grow the agave properly 
Let's do everything we can to sustain everything or else we're going to, we're going to be fucked. There's going to be no tequila left, you know? Yeah. And that, I mean, that sucks. Cause then you get into a delay now. Like I remember like back in the, uh, probably about 10 years ago now, there was like a massive barrel shortage in Scotland. Right. So all of a yeah. sudden they couldn't like, they couldn't age their scotch properly. Well, at the end of the day, you can build more barrels, but it's not like you can just replace fucking plants like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can't, yeah. can't replace trees. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's not the same situation, but it's similar in, a, in the fact that they're, it, what it does is even the giant distilleries, there's a delay until they can reproduce. And then that yeah, hurts the exactly. whole industry, drives the prices up. We all get fucked. <laughs> really doing your margins go up and then you got to fucking yeah. take the hit on so many things and you can't you can't have as many people on shift and so it's like yeah, it's it, a real it, motherfucker when that it's, stuff happens it's a trickle down effect right and, yeah. and eventually unfortunately it all lands in the lap of the guest because at the end of the day we got to make our margins no matter whether you're the tequila company whether you're the bar or restaurant whether you're the bartender everybody's got to make their own margins so yeah at the end of the day, it's just cost like prices for cocktails go up, prices for spirits and bars go up. And then yep. some of my worry is like, do people just stop going out because it's cheaper to just fucking drink at home? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of like what I'm feeling at the moment. It's like like we're busy enough, you know, to stay in business and stuff. But like, man, we could be so much busier. Yeah, it's not like it was yeah. pre-pandemic for sure. huh? Yeah, no, not at all. It's like, yeah, we, our sales are there on Friday and Saturday, but Monday through Thursday, it's like or Sunday through Thursday. It's like, holy shit. I'm so glad you said that because that's <laughs> yeah. all. Like, I feel like I, I'm making all my money on Friday and Saturday at both yeah. places. And like, yeah. if, if, but then you're like, the one thing I never wanted to do was own a nightclub because I thought it was too Friday and Saturday dependent. And let's say you have a shitty Friday or you have a shitty Saturday, there goes your fucking week, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, but now we're all in that situation. No, seriously, we're all running like, nightclubs. <laughs> yeah, we, no, we really are. Cause yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, because like, like, so right as we reopened fully, like, the beverage director was like, look, let's try to go like back to a lounge style. Let's, you know, like, you know, cause we're all, we're all like death and company nerds, right? Let's make it yeah, more yeah, like death, sure. like death and co like, you know, low light, just somewhere to chill out, play some mm -hmm. good music, play some good music, good vibes. It's like, yeah, that lasted maybe for a couple months. <laughs> and yeah. then it's like, bring the DJ back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know. Yeah. That's another interesting thing. Like people are coming out now. It's, it's so much more competition to bring the guests in because there's so many fewer people coming out and yeah. there's still the same number of bars and restaurants exist. So you, you got to find even more specific ways to bring the people into your spot. Yeah, so exactly. it is like, it's like, let's let, what, what can we put on? They all want a show now. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> fuck, man. It's like, I can only do so much as a bartender. It's like, right. you know, yeah. well, we can repost shit all day and post things on the internet and, mm -hmm. you know. But it's like pound the streets, maybe. But it's like no one wants to be bothered anymore. You know, it's like, no. <laughs> it's like even if you no. hand out a flyer, they'll like look at you and like throw sanitizer in your face. <laughs> here, here you go. Here you go. Uh, half off boiler maker with Mescal. And they're like, no, get the fuck away from me. Don't touch me. Don't get near me. <laughs> yeah, don't touch me. So what were you doing during the lockdowns? Like, did you trend? A lot of people we've talked to have sort of transitioned to doing more more like an online Instagram sort of presence. Were you doing some of that shit? Yeah. So I, I already started my Instagram as soon as I got in the industry. Mm -hmm. And so that was already kind of going. 
thankfully, like, cause I go to, I go to a CrossFit gym and there's a lot of us. So thankfully, once I started making delivery cocktails, like all the people from there, like really, really supported me throughout the entire pandemic, which was like, I can't like thank them enough. Like, mm. I don't know what the fuck I would have done. <laughs> it's like, cause I still, I still had bills, credit card companies did not give a fuck. <laughs> like, right. you know, like, yeah. Yeah. They didn't really know, care so much. Yeah, they didn't really <laughs> care. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's cool. Whatever. Yeah. We're all, go, we're all going through it, pal. I'm like, Oh no. Okay. All right. Well, fuck me. So yeah. I, I, it's also a good incentive. You're like, motherfucker, yeah. run. At the end of this, you can buy a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? It's like, hey, let's work out, by the way. <laughs> I've been doing this shit. And so, yeah, that was really, like, lucrative for me during the pandemic, which was... That's good. Fuck, which was, fuck, it actually kept me busy, like, six days a week. It got to a oh, point wow. where I was just like, I needed to give myself a day off. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, holy shit, this is amazing. So, I, I'm sort of nerdy about this, because we were also doing it during the... Uh, lockdown like what kind of packaging were you using for your to-go cocktails where were you getting it from what kind of cocktails yeah. were you making so at first i started out just with like leftover bottles i had because i only oh had yeah six, yeah so i had six bottles and so i was like <laughs> i have six of these 750s like let's see who takes them and yeah. so <laughs> yeah yeah i post i'm like six margaritas like whoever, whoever wants them they're this much they're this much hit me up boom by that night they're sold out i was like wait a minute there's something here. Right. So, so from there it was like, I went from margarita, then it went like old fashioned. And then like, I did like, like a, like a strawberry buck. And then what else did I do? Like an East cider. Nice. Um, yeah. So like, those were like my top sellers right there. And all seven fifties. Yeah. Uh, they eventually got to leaders. Late. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good. So I start, I started at seven fifties. It got to like liter. Well, like 32 ounces. So just under a liter. Yeah. yeah. Um, little like, uh, those big old, uh, jars. Uh, pickling mm -hmm. jars oh yeah and then yeah so it was cool like and then that's how it yeah that's how it became you know my cocktail delivery service so were you doing all the yeah. deliveries yourself or yeah i was doing all my deliveries myself it was, there was no traffic in la at the time <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> well i was like holy shit i can go from freaking santa monica in 45 minutes flat like that's impossible at any other time right. um, that's usually like a two that's usually a two-hour drive Ooh. and so yeah that's yeah but it should be, you, yeah, it should yeah. be 45 minutes. Yeah. I, I hear about it. Obviously we're not from LA, but like I, I can, I was watching the most recent Curb Your Enthusiasm episode last night and he was, mm. the whole episode revolved around him having this like secret shortcut to the Valley. <laughs> <laughs> and then once it got out, all of a sudden there was a giant traffic there too. Like, yeah. So it's really, is, it's like that. Huh? Yeah. 100% the truth. <laughs> Because we all we all have our secret shortcut from East Hollywood to the West Side, which is more like Santa Monica area that we yeah, don't yeah. want to tell anyone about, which everyone kind of knows. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely that. No, that is like hundred percent true. I haven't watched the season of Curb yet, so I'm like I'm freaking lagging oh, on that. Yeah. It's really it's really good. I recommend it. It's hilarious. It's, one, yeah. it's much better than last season even. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah. 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 Okay, so uh, so that's cool that you, you kept busy during that pandemic uh, situation because everybody had to do something, right? Like, yeah. and I know you definitely have a strong Instagram presence. So how did you how did you latch on to like doing that first and foremost? Like, did you just have a sense that that was where the bartending situation is going to be going? Yeah, I kind of. So when I started bartending like three years ago, like I already knew like the popular bartenders on Instagram. So I was like, so I kind of saw it going that way you know, in the first place. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, well, like I have, to, 
like for me, I was like, I have to have an Instagram. I have to have an online presence mm-hmm. um, because that's where I think the, f- the future of bartending is kind of going fortunately, but unfortunately, because you will have those, you like, there'll be hacks. Let's be yeah, honest. There, sure. there will be hacks on Instagram for sure. But that's just how the business is going to go from day one. I was like, all right, got to have an Instagram, got to post as much as you can. And especially during the pandemic, like I ain't got shit else to do. Like I better post a lot. So it's like, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I got to build it that way. And because of Instagram, I have gotten a lot of opportunities to work with some pretty influent, to work with some influencers and get paid for it and do some paid for posts and shit like that. So I was like, well, I guess this is paying off. So yeah, yeah. I just got to stay heavy on it, which is a whole other job in the, in itself. It is, man. Like, yeah. it's like I'm even just trying to run my pages for my businesses, and and for this podcast also. It's like, like I feel like it's a it's a full time secondary job. Just like yeah. post, posting, you got to post something every day, and like, yeah, you, know? yeah. you got to post it. You got to make it sexy. It's yeah. like, you got to make it interesting. Yeah, yeah. Do you do all your own like videos and photography, or do you work with somebody? Yeah, I do my all my own stuff. Right, um, so did, that's even I, more time consuming. <laughs> yes, it is. So it's like, luckily, I'm my, like my bar is cool with me using the bar um, for Instagram. Mm. You know, because it gives them promotion too. So it's sure. like, so might as might as well use you know what I have. And um, yeah, I have my own, I bought my own camera and all that stuff, and like learned how to edit videos and all that. Mm. Learn how to edit pictures, and yeah, it's like I said, I just got a new laptop, so there's that. <laughs> so <it's>, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. editing stuff on the laptop. So yeah, it's it's been a, it's been a journey the last year, and it's it's been a lot of fun. The editing takes some fucking time, though, huh? Oh my god, the editing are just like sometimes <laughs> just I just got to put it away. Like yeah. when the, so when I was learning how to edit photos, um, one one of the key components of any, everything that I saw was like walk away. Yeah, just walk away for a bit. <laughs> it's like doing your hair yeah. in the morning. You <laughs> <laughs> can walk away for a bit. Yeah. Just, uh, you're not gonna get yeah. it right now. Yeah, yeah. don't get it right now. Just, just walk away. It'll, it'll look better. You're like you'll see something you need to fix eventually. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the scene in Long Beach, just for some of our listeners who aren't familiar with it. Like, wh- yeah. how would you describe it there as opposed to like downtown LA? Um, yeah. is, is there a difference or it's, uh, or do you think it's pretty much the same? What's the craft cocktail scene like there? Yeah, so Long Beach is very unique. It's literally like its own little country. Um, like it is LA County, but no one really knows that because everyone just thinks Long Beach is just Long Beach, which, right. is, which is hilarious. Like all the logos are like, oh yeah, Long Beach. And then there's LA, but it's like, <laughs> it's, it's still LA County. Though. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it's, it's got its own distinct like hipster scene and it's like, it's very vegan down down there, mm-hmm. which was not the case, um, you know, like 10 or 15 years ago, you know, right. when, I was ha- when I was hanging out there, you know, just to party and stuff. Um, the craft cocktail scene is pretty good. Like we do have one of the best programs, if not the best program in the city. And that's not to put anyone down. It's just, we just put that much effort and we have that much knowledge behind our bar um, top to bottom. It's just how everyone ended up happen to end up at mescalero i have no idea because we have a lot of just like creative heads that really do love cocktails mm. but there are there are a few spots for sure in long beach that, that do the craft cocktail thing um it is kind of like it's us and then like a few others for sure it's not like it's mostly like dive bars i would say like locals at city especially because it's a college town as well um so it's cheaper for some of obviously the students mm. um, so yeah but long beach is just its own 
yeah, just his own little entity. It's it's like anything in LA, right? You have your nice parts, you have your gang neighborhood, you know, you got the coast and it's just yeah. like, you got yeah, the yeah. rich, you got the rich part, then you got the middle class part. So it's very, very diverse in that sense. Yeah. And like yeah. just so spread out too, right? Like, yeah. Super yeah. spread out. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is there, so this is something I don't really know because I haven't, uh, I haven't actually been to LA, but like, from what I understand about it, everything is so fucking spread out. Like, do you do you have like a little strip where there's like a bunch of bars together within walking distance that creates kind of a community there? Yeah, kind of in the arts district of L.A., which is more south uh, downtown L.A., um, has been coming up the last decade or so, last 15 years. Uh, there's been like a lot of like development over there. That's actually where Death and Company is at right now. Right. And so, yeah, it was crazy because, yeah, it was super dirty down, down there, you know, <laughs> years ago. And then all of a sudden I have these like world-renowned cocktail programs there, like world-renowned restaurants um, that are there with these like top-rated chefs winning, you know, 50 best restaurants. And it's like... Right. And so we have all that probably within like a mile radius of each other, like two, one to two mile radius of each other, just mm-hmm. like in that little arts district area of L.A. And then like it's weird because it's like the arts district, then you have downtown. But mm-hmm. the arts district is technically downtown, but it's not downtown. <laughs> so right, it's like right. yeah, so yeah. L.A. has all these own little just like spots because then within downtown, you have the financial district and then you have little Tokyo and then you have Chinatown. And so there's all these just then you have like Spring Street, which is also known for it's like for the bars down there as well. Um, so there's just all these just but wide, wide range. Yeah. But that's good that like at least in like a city that's so spread out, you do have these little pockets. Because the one thing I've learned is that nobody wants to hang out at one bar all night anymore. Like yeah, people exactly. want to bounce around. So if you and if you can't, if you have to drive everywhere you go, that's a bad scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah. It's like, and thank God for Lime and those scooters because those are a lot of fun. <laughs> not the most responsible to be drinking and driving yeah. on those people. Yeah, yeah. Be... I, I don't know if drinking and, <laughs> drinking and scooting doesn't count. <laughs> uh, yeah. The one thing. The other thing that you touched on that I'm interested in is uh, like, so you're saying your bar like somehow a bunch of talent has like congregated there yeah. and like, so this like little mezcal bar in long beach, like what, what do you, do you have any inkling as to why? Cause this happens everywhere. Like every yeah. city, every major city in the world, for some reason, there's some little cocktail bar that all this like massive talent ends up congregating at. And then that's why it blows up. Like, what do you think is behind that? Is it, is it, is it the chicken or the egg? Like, do you know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, it's, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a chicken or the egg or whatever whatever the it was the farmer who the fuck knows. I don't know when I when I first got there I was, I was you know I was talking to my uh, one of my coworkers and we we're just chatting it up filling out paperwork and stuff. I was like oh like they're really like I already knew they were serious about their cocktails, but I was like holy shit like it's not just the cocktails like we like everyone knows like their history. Like we have all our books, like, Oh, what do you read? What do you read? So I was like, wow, like these, like, it's serious here. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's not like pull your own weight or die. It's not like that at all, but it's no. just like people just happen to know shit and like be very, very passionate about it. And like, not only know cocktails, but know the history behind everything. It's but almost I, like, yeah. it's almost like a, like a, at a comic con where like yeah. nerds, nerds attract nerds. Right. <laughs> yeah, so right. if you're yeah. fucking, if you're fucking nerdy about like, like cocktails and cocktail yeah. culture and like yeah. spirits, yeah. you find we somehow find each other. 
Yeah, it's weird, right? It's, it's <laughs> yeah. this like weird fucking tractor beam that it's like, zzz, zzz, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, like, a, it's right. like a bad signal, but it's just like a martini glass. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a drunk Batman signal. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, it's wild because like any, on any given day, you'll hear someone talking about the Savoy cocktail book. Like, it's, yeah. it's so weird. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, or, like, oh, and, every, yeah, yeah. and like fuck, like, I can't even tell you, and Dan will tell you as well. Like, I like how many of our podcasts have, within like the first twenty minutes has like the Death and Co book been brought up? Ooh, shit, tons. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. just like it's like the Bible for all of us, and like yeah, and, and like little things like that we all know about, like the bartender's handshake with Fernet and like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. it's all, it's this little, and that's why it's kind of one of the things I love the most about doing this podcast is like talking to people from all over the world, but we all speak the same language somehow. It's super cool. Right. Like yeah. hey, shots of Fernet. Like, yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. right. But then you, yeah. you try and get Fernet to like a, uh, a citizen <laughs> they're like what the fuck is this yeah how the sales for a beer for net this month what do you mean sales what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> sales I mean yeah. I can tell you the expenses <laughs> yeah. I, you only gave us one case last month like, what the fuck are you talking about like, <laughs> expect to be sales for a case yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, that's so funny that's exactly I, yeah. accurate yeah that's i know but it's yeah. it's cool like it's cool to, to be able to talk to people from like i said literally all over the world and we all like we've even had like someone that we had to bring in a translator with and yeah we're still speaking the same fucking language that's funny it's a, yeah like yeah. Burnett, shots boilermaker <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah like yeah. malort question yeah. mark right? yeah <laughs> Death yeah. and Co. Yeah, it's all the same shit. That's pretty interesting. So, what, what, like, what's next for you? You're pretty happy working where you are right now. Do you have any plans to expand the Instagram shit to get into more of, uh, like, are you still doing the to-go cocktails or now that you're back to work, are you sort of let that go by the wayside? Yeah, I've kind of, like, unfortunately let it go back to the wayside because I just have no damn time. Exactly, yeah. Uh, which is a blessing and a curse because I'm just like, fuck, man. It's like, do I use my days off to deliver cocktails? No, yeah, I have Sundays off. Yeah. I fucking love Sundays off. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. 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 So I, got, I lucked out with getting Sundays off. So, like, I feel like I earned that. So I'm mm-hmm. fucking, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do anything. So, yeah, I just, yeah, just, you know, working on Long Beach is good for now. And, you know, I'm always looking at other opportunities, you know, naturally. Um, I, I really do want to get back to L.A. Um, in the future. The five-year plan is to open up my own place, much to my happiness or my detriment. Who knows? Yeah, don't, uh, don't, don't, don't do it, man. <laughs> what, are you stupid? It seems like a great idea at the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something's always leaking, man. Come uh, on. Literally. <laughs> That's not even a fucking joke. It's right. not a joke. Yeah, you get her plugged up, right? Yeah, like you get her Yeah, and sometimes it's your head bartender. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the fernet, it's low. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> no, that's cool, man. You're a great guy. This is uh thing. We really appreciate you uh coming and talking to giving us a little bit of your time. And I know the time difference is a little, can be a little weird when we're doing yeah, yeah. Like, yeah but uh, yeah, we, was, we appreciate it a lot man you're a, you're a cool fun guy and like i Thank hope that uh things keep going well for you good luck at the mezcal bar good luck with your five-year plan don't do it <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and uh you speaking of instagram so what's yeah. uh what's your instagram uh link 
Well, goddamn, Danny, I haven't got you haven't stopped talking the whole time. Uh, <laughs> I've, been, I've been chugging this. Tw- I've been chugging this twelve percent beer. That's going to be strong. Like all that, you know, all these fucking idiots talk about for the next forty-five seconds. Well, we could have done it for another forty-five minutes. <laughs> Dude, right? Seriously, gotten a buzz about ten minutes of this fucking beer. Uh, yeah. So yeah, at, uh, at Teddy's in the mix, mixed with two X's on um, Instagram. Uh, I do have a TikTok, Teddy's in the mix zero, the the number zero, because I created an initial TikTok, forgot about it, forgot my password, had to create a new one. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, right. I barely post on there, but if you want to stalk me on there, you know, that's cool too. Teddy's in the mix zero on TikTok, um, Teddy's in the mix on Twitter, again, barely on there. Find me on Instagram for the most part. Awesome. And, Perfect, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll put links to those in the show notes. Yeah. So well, thanks again, Teddy. Yeah. That was a super fun conversation. Yeah. Appreciate you doing this. Thanks, man. Yeah, guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Appreciate you.